you know, ChatGPT free is for everybody. Mm -hmm. um, editing is for everybody. Videos for everybody. Everybody has a smartphone. Everybody can buy the cheap twenty dollars and doesn't care about the visuals. Doesn't care about the colors. Just is like, give me a problem, I'm gonna solve it, and I'm, and I don't. On this episode, we are going to discuss clients' value and time and how can you keep all of the above high and happy. Well, also we'll be talking about like how you could maybe monetize the client's ambitions of doing it himself because nowadays everybody does everything and everybody thinks they are the best and they're just like a cook in the kitchen, you know. Mm -hmm. Oh, my food tastes the best and everybody's like <clears throat> kind of <laughs> it's burning. So yeah, so so definitely watch this episode. I got three amazing things to share with you that um I think are really good ideas that we can all kind of flow into our creative business. So watch everybody. Right. <laughs> Oh, yeah, but but I, I think I, I want to talk about that a little bit because, like, uh, this sounds like a little bit bottom of the barrel if I want to do a design thing, you know, and we all do a little bit of everything. Mm -hmm. And I caught myself. I'm like, hey, I want to do a hoodie design, you know, for me going into the gym, have, like, a cool hoodie, mm -hmm. seven, uh, seven, seven, two, seven strong or hustle grind is something mm -hmm. with like a gradient on it like really simple design you know okay okay like a multi-gradient not just a one or two color a three or four color yeah you, you yeah. know so it's a little bit better <laughs> yeah yeah yes <laughs> basically black hoodie cool slogan that is like local you know and make it like a um etsy or red bubble thing you know but mm. That's Can you explain Redbubble to me, by the way? I don't know very much about Redbubble. Is that like the Etsy competitor? I don't. I think I've heard that before. A couple Redbubble is basically where you, if you have any graphic design or ambitions of like doing something graphic, and you want to slap your graphic on a nice mug, like we do here, or show show yours, show your mug. Oh, yeah, yeah. He has his other mug. We actually have the Infinite Creative mug. You can buy now at infinitecreativepodcast.com. These things are going pretty well. We're selling a decent amount, but, you know, we could sell more. So buy one right now. Yeah, but basically Redbubble allows you to put your design onto merch and you just list yeah. the merch and everybody can buy it. So it's, it's one of those. It's, okay, so it's, it's like, a, like a printful, uh, it, a print-on-demand type of Yeah, Okay. But it's not like um, for individual. It's like anybody can buy it. So they can look it up and they see your design. They like it. Okay. And so it's like a smug mug or a... Or a, a smug <laughs> mug. I don't know what that is, but that sounds very interesting. Hmm. Um, but in the end, it's like, oh, yeah, you can produce a ton of designs and they will send you like um, royalties for using your design. And it's like mm -hmm. it's an Amazon of design type of stuff so mm -hmm. you want t-shirts with a cool design you saw it somewhere it's not really like you have your own brand it's just like you so know. it's like a thread list you know like i'm just, I'm just gonna keep learning out other companies that already exist yeah. um <laughs> yeah no no i totally get it though so okay so um yeah, yeah so Redbubble, yeah yeah so basically where i caught myself though is um client came to me i was like hey i really want to collaborate with you on this project he hired mm. me he's like need a quick and easy video mm -hmm. and now he's like yeah actually i really like the video you did but can you share all the raw footage and can we edit that together i want to pick and choose the the things mm -hmm. and i'm an editor myself and i'm just like <laughs> oh yeah that's an that's an interesting in interesting problem to have <laughs> yeah so i basically mm. like oh so he wants to do the work and i'm like I'm judging him for doing that, and then here's me trying to do a hoodie myself. 
Yeah, right. It's it's funny. I do the same thing. I judge people for trying to do their own websites, right? And then how many times am I am I trying to do someone else's job, right? <laughs> it is really funny. I, I, I do catch myself all the time doing that, right? Where I get grumpy, like, stay in your lane. And here I am swerving in like eight <laughs> other different lanes. Like, um, but yeah, no, it's very true. I... And it's becoming more and more apparent that for me, for me, it's like it's development, right? It's like I need a code monkey. And I'm not saying that in a bad way. I mean, I mean that in in the best way possible. Like I need a guy that just loves code and doesn't care about the visuals, doesn't care about the colors, just is like, give me a problem. I'm going to solve it. And and I don't do that. I say that a lot in the podcasts and and I haven't I haven't done it. Yeah. So I think like what I discovered that about myself and I kind of was apparently lost in the sauce, you know, where you are the artist and you like being the artist you love mm-hmm. the graft and it's all about like no i made this it's not like a template it's not ai i'm like i'm going through the sketches mm-hmm. i'm doing the whole nine yards you're like the definition of the artist mm-hmm. and i i think i saw a reel where somebody explains like the difference between the artist and the entrepreneur and mm-hmm. you need kind of both to run a business so you need somebody who loves the business and the entrepreneurial stuff and they don't do the art, you know? And here's me mm-hmm. trying to do the art with, like, editing, doing all, like, oh, getting lost mm-hmm. and, like, should do the passion thing. And I'm, like, I don't really care that much about certain things. And that makes it, like, kind of tough. You know what right, I mean? Right, And But I love all the other aspects about, like, oh, I could do this and I could do that. And it would be so more effective, you know? And yeah. that's where I'm getting excited. And I'm, like, oh, mm-hmm. I'm in the, you know, kind of in the wrong boat, but still I need the boat to, you know, to get from A to B because you can't be an, an entrepreneurial business person without like having something to sell. Well, and and something I've started to run into surprisingly more now than I ever have before in my career, which actually surprises me, is the fact that people are now afraid when it is just me. People don't like that at all. Um, yeah. I recently ran into that with a client where um, she explained to me, and she and she wasn't wrong when she said this, but um, I was buying domains for... Um, she's kind of subcontracting me, and then um, I'm buying domains for the main client that, that she's serving, right? Um, yep. And we're just having to do this to be quick. Like, it's all because they don't have their, their processes in, in order and stuff. They don't have the people um, in place. And so, so, we, um, so we're going through this process, right? And then... She's like, well, yeah, but what happens if you get hit by a bus? We've all we've all heard that as creatives, probably, well, at least web designers have. Like, well, what if you disappear? What are we gonna do? And then I was like, well, yeah, well, I'll, I'll you know, I'll make sure everything gets to you. But she's like, but how? Right? It's just you. You actually get hit. Let's say you get hit by a bus today. Who gets me the domains? Who gives me all these passwords? You yeah. know. And then I, that got me to think, like, dang, you know, you're you're kind of right on some things, right? And not even just the web design, but like files in general. If if it's got hit by a bus today. How am I going to get the video files that we recorded? And I know it's kind of like they should obviously be sad that you died, but like, oh, dang. So like having his team around you, too, is also assurance for the client that like, yeah, if, if it disappears, there's going to be someone there that can still help me get the stuff and get it done. Dad has actually been there, done that. And I just made it barely, you know, like when the accident happened with Rachel. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I was not there, and I was, like, moving heaven and earth, but mm-hmm. if I would have been the person laying in the bed with the accident mm-hmm. instead of, like, s- sitting next to the person with the accident, mm-hmm. uh, I would not be able to deliver, and I would have to basically refund yeah. the money, you know, mm-hmm. and I would be not even be able to give them a heads up, you know? Like, yeah. I was, like, I was reaching out to all my videographer friends and, like, okay, I can't send somebody out because I know, like, a ton of people, mm-hmm. and 
even though it's like a little bit farther away and i don't really have the the full budget anymore you know mm -hmm. because like life happened and i'm like yeah i, I made it happen mm -hmm. somebody showed up and i didn't want them to freak out but it is an interesting thought you know mm -hmm. if you're not a team you know it's different yeah yeah exactly so it's you know and i think you've done great where you have this huge network i think it's something i need to do better at right right like so let's say a project gets to a place that's so bad we're so behind and i get another project comes in are you are you know or maybe there's even something that's even more attractive like there's this there's this request for bid for like a really big project but i'm in the middle of something else like being able to be like hey grab this i want you to take this last minute i want you to help get this to the finish line so i can now swap over that's a pretty big deal right where that's the I th i've started to realize that's the the thing that i'm lacking right now in my freelance career is i i don't have the ability to jump off to another project really quickly i kind of have to make sure it gets to the finish line first and that really handicaps me a lot there's yeah. a lot of me saying like right now um and this is just you know me being very transparent to the audience out there is that you know i'm really just working to clear the projects off my plate i and i feel like this is very important in your creative career to do this where you you clear things off the plate you get to back to empty and and it's funny because as a freelance you get scared too it's really funny when you see that as the projects kind of go down you should be getting more uplifted but you actually get more scared you're like oh no i don't have projects i don't have things ready to go but yeah. i'm trying to fight that right now and be like if we can get back to the place where sean wakes up in the morning and doesn't have to have imminent danger things are going alarm bells are going off you're missing deadlines you're gonna have five calls today you know that's a good place to be and so i'm trying to work on how can i get to that quicker in the future where it's not this long four months of me struggling to get the plate empty so i kind of so i am the same boat right now like the 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 plate is loaded up mm -hmm. and i'm just like I've, i had the thought of about like hey i should clear that before i arrange new stuff and i'm like if i if i run a business um should i have this approach like you know like somebody walks into my store i'm like nope sorry we're full you know we don't doing that or should i do like okay mm -hmm. we're just accepting everything we can and then figure out how to make it happen and i'm like i think i'll rather do like trying to figure out how to make it happen mm -hmm. the problem though is like usually if you're in that position of like oh i cannot do more work and there's more mm -hmm. work coming in what do i do now and then it's becoming like I should be able to afford to outsource the work to mm -hmm. set partner, you know, yeah. or like have a workflow in place to figure it out. So mm -hmm. I basically accept whatever I can accept and see how far I can grow. Mm -hmm. But it becomes nearly impossible if the prices are too low. Oh, 100%. Right. And so you definitely hear that a lot of like, you know, raise your prices. Once you get once you get the plate full, that means you need to raise your prices. And I think yeah. I do agree with that. I actually do agree with that. Um, because it's like a win-win then, right? It's like if you either scare away the cheap ones or they're willing to pay more. So it's a win-win. And, um, you know, I think with with that being said, you know, I think, uh, yeah, you can charge more, but it, it kind of always goes back to this place of FOMO that you're, you're, you're having the fear of missing out on stuff. And I know that that's where I come from is like, like there's so there's, there'll be a cool, attractive project and it may not pay well, but I'm like still sitting over here kind of like, you know, though I would really do a cool thing for that project. I could really do something nice. And I think that's, that can sometimes be the issue too, of like, sometimes we need to become more objectified with this stuff. We need to be like, you know, is maybe a cool project it may not be a cool project but like you know there's there's these allotments of time and and you know i just know i get caught in that right when there when something new just pops onto your plate and pops right in front of you you're just like well i don't want to miss out on this right yeah and it becomes way different if you're like oh rent is due taxes are due 
everything is due. You know, you're due, I'm due, mm -hmm. and I'm like, what the hell? You mm -hmm. know, and then it's really hard to say no. Like, no, I either need like more money or what I do right now is like, okay, I do it with a no stress budget, and mm -hmm. it's like, okay, you're paying me on the low end. I do it when I have time, and they think that is like a good deal, you know, and they're like, oh yeah. yeah. I'd rather take it for cheap and you take your time, you know, mm -hmm. but they're still expecting like it needs to be done by X, Y, and Z and it still reflects mm -hmm. bad onto you. But I'm like, because since I need the money, it's the trade-off. Like I'd rather yeah. have them be a little bit unhappy because like, yeah, you accepted the cheap price with a no stress, you know, mm -hmm. uh, workflow. And I'm like, it will take me more time and I will do it when I get to it. And I'm like trying to make it happen and I stress myself out. Yeah. It kind of reflects bad, but it's also like it is the win-win for both of us it, in a way. In a way, you know, it, it can when it works, right? I think, you know, and this may just be my experience, but those actually tend to be what destroys everything for me are the small, cheap, here's a discounted project. And because in your mind, it's discounted. In your mind, from the very beginning, you're saying, I don't want to try super hard on this. And so therefore, Therefore, you're setting the level of expectation pretty low then. You're going to tell yeah. the client, it may take weeks to get this. And then guess what? It's going to take maybe weeks to get a reply from them. And before you know it, you're both just barely even trying on this project. And then out of nowhere, the client's going to be like, well, now I care. It's been six months or whatever. And you said you would get this done in like two to three weeks. And now it's been months and months later. Not yeah. so I'm not, I don't have any projects that are that late. But, but like, you know, they come out of nowhere then. And they're like, you know, this is this is unacceptable and now I'm mad and you're like, but I gave you a discount. And they're like, I really don't care that you gave me the discount. I wanted the thing. You didn't give me the thing. And now it's like kind of a failure. And that's, and that's what I'm trying to see is like, that's where it's like, maybe you shouldn't do discounts. Maybe yeah. there should, you should it's, it, it's almost better to be at the beginning and be like, you know what? I'm, I'm a professional and I, I'm sorry. My, my low, I just have too much on my plate right now. I can't do your project, you know, and then be like, but I could, if you're willing to pay this much, like, oh man, I just, I just started. I, I don't really have that. You'd be like, yeah, well then I'm sorry, man. I just can't help you right now. The, the business is just too good. People really love my quality of stuff. I, I, I'm just sorry. I can't help you. And so it's like doing that rather than like, okay, yeah, I can give you a discount, but yeah. it's going to be a few months. It's like that, that stresses you out. Cause that's just in the back of your mind and you feel that guilt then. Yeah. So that is like a, a big one too, because like, obviously there's a time frame on everything, you know, like, and there's something that is acceptable and you know when you get into the the danger zone the orange the red you know mm -hmm. the the three four a month mm -hmm. two months you know yeah that is like the danger zone where it's like okay they're getting upset but if you're mm -hmm. not like there it is like i think like it's like a credit card <laughs> you know you have a buffer for a moment and mm -hmm. as long as you don't use that buffer all the time and you overdo it yeah. it is fine you know if you push one or two projects into that range, you know, because mm -hmm. you had a hard time. It's basically your mental credit card with a buffer. And if you can't fulfill the, the minimum payment of like one or two projects um, while doing other projects, then it's fine. But constantly, this will drag you down. It will, your quality will suffer. But it is a tactic, I think, in a, in a way. Yeah, well, you know, the one thing I would caution people is like, you know, when you go to a restaurant, you know, even if the food is absolutely amazing, if it takes forever and you're looking around and you're seeing people are getting their food, like those guys came in 20 minutes after we got here. Why do they already have their food? We've all been there. Yeah. Don't make your clients those people. It, it, I mean, just just use that experience to be a teacher of, you know, yeah, when people think that they're not being prioritized and people think they're waiting too long, it doesn't matter how good the food is. It doesn't matter how good the service was even. It's just like... I wanted my food an hour ago. I'm starving. And so like, it's almost like you could really lose a client 
instantly the second they think you're not prioritizing them and you're not going to be fast. I found that out, especially with young people. That's the yeah. thing. Um, people think that this is like strictly like an older kind of boomer generation type of problem, but it actually it's even worse with the young people. If you ever have clients that are younger than you, they have like no patience for you. If you if you if you're going to be like, no man, this is going to take maybe a month. They're like, dude. I don't have a month. I, I'm doing this now. I'm I'm yeah. I'm startup mode, and so it's like I feel like it's a problem that like if you don't solve now, it's it's just gonna be even harder and harder. We live in and we live in a time of instantaneous stuff. So the second a client thinks that they're like waiting too long, it's over. It's all yeah. over. It is really, um, like you said, it's really important who is your client because like older generation, they understand good thing takes time. You know, mm. the younger generation, good thing does not take time. Good thing requires the the subscription requires like mm-hmm. you know like but nowadays it's like yeah you're right you, you got to get it out there immediately like mm-hmm. same day second day what is possible like even for websites videos anything but mm-hmm. you need a team or you need to have a really 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 dialed in process what is mm-hmm. like i it is a lot <laughs> yeah uh, you know yeah, yeah, and I think like um, you know, then the cheat code becomes get get as much money as you can for the less amount of time as possible. I think those are the clients you prioritize, right? The ones that you give them the big scary price and they're like, okay, cool. When you need payment, that's the that's the clients you need because if you can have those, you can start to build up cushion and you can start to get to this place where you're not working forty hours, you're working thirty hours, you're working maybe even twenty hours a week. If you can get it to that point. Then it's not too much, I don't think. But it's, yeah. but I, but uh, yeah, I think where I've been recently in the last couple months, two three months, is it's forty hour a week, fifty hour a week, forty hour a week, sixty hour a week, and it's just like constant, and it doesn't feel like I'm really catching up. And I think that's when you know the quality starts to suffer. People start to get angry. You start to feel like you're saying sorry and making excuses more. And um, yeah, so I think you know, uh, the, the, I guess the moral of that story really is just like you you have to get okay with saying no and i need to get okay with saying no but also the the team i think you've done great of like you have all these different kind of people to shoot stuff out to i yeah that's something i need to get better at it's hard in the web design world i've, I've found this a lot with web designers that they're very possessive even i can be kind of possessive oh, of stuff humans. where it's like you know i don't really want to give you the key i just built this house and i'm going to give you this key i just barely know you yeah it's it's hard i, I think like with that being said like you're like saying here's the key you know it's like no every person is like in a competitive mode you know they're just like okay i want to if i get this work and i can be him you know then they're just like trying to steal your work and the one thing that i hear like is like okay you have to be able to fit somebody else's vision in your vision so Mm -hmm. basically like your goals have to be bigger than the person's Mm -hmm. so that person can be living in your ecosystem without like eating everything up you know yeah but if they are like at the same level like sure they want to have your gig sure they want to do everything you do you know is if you cannot fit them under you and have like room to grow for them it's like oh yeah if you're doing a good job i pay you like a thousand dollars more and then they're like what if i do a good job i get a thousand dollars more that would change everything you know and then Mm -hmm. they're just like in that hamster wheel because your wheel is way way bigger but you're like thinking on a different scale but yeah it's it's not easy to have the vision and communicate the vision and it's also not easy like providing that environment and having like saying no to so many clients and providing that much of a service that you can charge those prices you know this is Mm -hmm. like a whole 
yeah, vision board you have to build. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, you know, and, and for that matter, um, you know, a business plan and having that being part of the business plan, right? Um, you know, I think boy, my, oh boy. <laughs> my business plan a couple, two, three years ago, I, I kind of was on that direction of like, you know, the business plan really does need to be to build out this network, right? And and it is, you're right, there's a dance there of like, how do I make this worth you too? Like, because like, that's when it works the best is when someone, the, the, the way that another person's not going to steal your clients is when they realize, oh, He's the one doing all the hard stuff. I'm actually doing the easy stuff. He's actually giving me the easy part here. He's the one talking to the client. Yeah. He's the one reviewing proofs. He's the one that's doing all that. He's the one invoicing. He's the one that's doing the taxes. He's the one that's doing all this stuff just so I can do my thing. And I think that's where you get creatives that are like, okay, cool. I'm going to stay on to you because you're already doing the hard part. I don't want to take over what you do because then I got to do all of it. Yeah. Um, you know, so I think that's where it, where it works, where you're like, okay, I'm, I'm more of the creative director. You know, you get to do the fun produ- production part but I'll, I'll do all of the the not fun stuff yeah on that note though like building a team is not easy because like first off you have to find those people you know that fit your vision and in the beginning they will not fit your vision because you are like on equal or like you know like you can make them a 50 50 partner but then you're <clears> just like you're linking up with people where you share something and they don't really provide anything you know they have their set of clients you have your set of clients you know and they could gobble it up you could gobble theirs up and then it's like how do you make that work you know so usually you want somebody who's in a different field has a different skill set you know is like more artist more you know like entrepreneurial yeah. kind of thing and mm-hmm. But it is like really hard to find like the right person at the right time at the right stage, if that makes sense. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's 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 either it's either one of the two things, right? That you either you do two different things, right? So you're the creative and you find a business guy, and then you both like are okay with staying in each other's lanes. Or you have to get to a point where you're really good at collaborating. You have to you both have to get to a selfless place where you you trust the other person. So it yeah. has to be a creative that you trust, and and that can be really hard in the freelance world, frankly. Like I, there's a lot of freelance freelancers I work with that I, that I like and I think they're 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 talented but there's not there's not many that that I ever feel like are on my level for what I do like another yeah. web designer and bringing another web designer on the team that's just as good as me um you know and but you know if I did and if I could if I could afford it it's usually that but yeah. if I could afford to do that you know it's we would have to get to that collaborative place which I think most things are, are moving towards a lot of your tools are all collaborative now they're all like you know we can both be in there designing a website at the same time and things yeah. like that and and so it's like you have to do one of the two it has to be someone that's completely different from what you do or you have to get to that place where you guys are just linked in you're just like we're both just trying to make the coolest thing possible so if you tell me this sucks i'm gonna believe you if i tell you that sucks you're gonna believe me and we're just gonna keep moving yeah so that that is actually like kind of interesting thing because like now i thought about the client who's like hey i i want to edit with you i want to learn from you and um, i kind of i'm an editor myself and i'm just like yeah, if as soon as you allow the client, you know, to become your partner, it's like kind of game over in a weird way because like either they catch up to you and then they're like, I don't see the value. It's like when I showed you doing the reels and you're like, that's easy, <laughs> you know. And I'm like, who needs you? <laughs> yeah, who needs you? You know. <laughs> but it, it's literally like uh-huh. the simple things sometimes where you teach somebody, they learn how to do it, then they forget all the things that are required to just do the thing. You know, like, let's say, editing, posting, mm-hmm. having the subscription. Oh, you know, like, if you share all that information and all the knowledge, what you gained, you know, they they don't see the value. And I, I, ca- I catch myself in it when I see, like, YouTube tutorials. I'm like, oh, I learned mm-hmm. something. Now it's easy. And, like... If I want to make a YouTube tutorial, it has to be hard and it cannot be easy, you know? And now I'm like, what is hard now? 
and I'm like, I lost perception because for some people, the easy stuff is hard because they're just starting out. And then it's just like, oh, so where am I now, you know? <laughs> right. Well, it's a lot of the them not knowing what they don't know, right? Um, it, it happens all the time when you teach someone anything, right? That they're, they're, there's this huge spike, right? So if like, you know, so I'm a disc golfer. So I, so, I, so I run into this all the time. When I bring someone out to go disc golfing for their very first time, what happens, here's our skill levels. I, we start, I'm up here, they're down here. And then when I'm playing with them, I actually, my skill actually tends to go down. I have a bad game when I play with someone new. I never yeah. have a good game when I play someone new, but they skyrocket. They, they go from knowing nothing about disc golf to skyrocketing in skill level and then it ends up around here and I end up around here and I'm still up here but to them they just made this skyrocket jump and they actually see that my game is, is dropping down yeah. and I think the same thing happens in the creative world if I was to sit down with someone and teach them web design I'd be teaching them tricks I'd be getting them through problems that took me months to solve but I'd get them to it in a minute or two yeah. I'd help them just boost and boost and boost them and um, very quickly I think they would they would definitely probably have the same the, the same thought of like oh yeah well, I'm, I'm just as good as Sean. I'm really close to Sean at this. The other thing is also they will see things that you don't see because they are a different person. You know, you see yourself from the inside mm-hmm. and you're looking outwards. They're looking from the outward side. I'm like, oh, if I were Sean, I would do this X, Y, and Z. You know, and they so they see, they learn right. everything you do. You know, and then they see all your weaknesses. They're just amplified because they they see what what they see and you don't see what they see. You know, it's right. like because we live in our bubble, we're doing things our way the whole time, you know. Right. And, and then you teach them, they become better and basically the whole of you becomes less valuable because first mm-hmm. off, they know you as a person, then they see all your weaknesses and their your strengths they will ignore because like oh i learned them you know and so they become less valuable 100 percent. one and yet again and it just goes back to they don't know what they don't know right so like so for example if they if they see me optically align type in a certain way they're going to be like oh sean just doesn't know how to do typography but then you know they don't know that i'm doing the x baseline based off of the counter of the c and then that's actually going to yeah. you know they don't know that level of complexity they don't get that so then if the so it's almost like you have to explain every single bit of detail to them for them to actually see this huge picture right yeah um you know so 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 i get what you're saying there of like you know you you kind of get people that start to be like you know what i could i could do your job i could take that over and you know which is which is sucks it really does it's it's kind of it's such a bad approach to and 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 i think that's the only reason i'm still alive in the creative world is i haven't had that approach i've never been like trying to go after the mentor's job i've never been trying to to take anyone's ankles out from them i've had plenty of times to run away with clients and i didn't take them because i I think there's something about that that honor i i always think of things um i kind of say this to people where I, I think of things as if i was an assassin right so so i'm an assassin and and there's like there's this briefcase full of money there and they <laughs> would be like well why don't you just take the briefcase and run and then you could just retire the life of being an assassin but i'm like nope i get paid to do a job i do the job it's done and that and if you as long as you take that kind of approach i think it's like you're not going to run into these weird situations where you're you're trying to to pull a coup and take over everything and no like because once i smell that once I have a subcontractor that I'm like oh you wait because the client's going to tell on you too I, I'll tell anyone out there yeah. the client's telling on you if you're if you're trying to slip in there behind the scenes you, he's probably sending the person that just hired you an email being like D- um, I'm going to forward this to you this is what your designer just sent me tonight and it's going to be your whole cold call about like hey man so I can actually do this for probably a third of the price and I can I can do it pretty <laughs> easy peasy and you know what's going to happen you're both going to lose the client like he's going to yeah. say I'm going to fire you because you can't keep your subcontractor in line and guess what i'm gonna turn around and tell you i'm never hiring you for anything again you just destroyed this like we're done the other thing that i wanted to say about the whole thing is like 
let's say you teach a person, you bring them up to that level, and mm -hmm. they see all your weaknesses and they ignore your strength because they got to the level. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, like, they don't see their own weaknesses, and that's mm -hmm. like the thing, like where you said, like with the C, for example. You don't have perception of your weaknesses and you don't know how bad it is. Yeah. And it is really, really tough because like nobody in this world will actually go out there and be like, hey, mm -hmm. actually, if I were you, I would like lose 50 pounds of weight and mm -hmm. then it would be easier to get clients because it's not a very sexy thing to say. And actually, you also need to do X, Y and Z. And, you, you know, there's a whole list where people can go down on why something sucks, you know, in a way. And... It is tough, and it's like, well, and 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 the big thing too is nobody is an art and design critique, video critique. No, yeah. what's going to happen? They just won't buy the product. No one's ever going to like say this email sucks, like or, or this logo sucks, or this this design, this brochure sucks. Like you're not going to hear that. Like that's the thing. I, I that's one of the big things I had to learn when I left art school is that nobody's going to tell you when stuff's bad anymore. It's yeah. not going to be like someone actually, you know, will will take the time. A customer is going to write a nice, long, beautiful critique. No, they're just not going to buy the product. It's just not going to work, and the client's going to go out of business, or they're going to see the sales didn't go up, and they're just going to fire you out of nowhere and you're gonna be like but why i thought everything was great because you love your own stuff but it actually sucked that yeah. oh jesus oh so <laughs> since i had a client who actually did exactly that he's like okay gonna do everything now myself you know mm -hmm. he did it he did first off didn't really post or do anything that he should have done or could have done and now he edited the video made a voiceover and everything and i'm like oh my god it is bad but all his people you know it's like there's like five or ten people who always support him you know mm -hmm. guest sayers and i'm like it is bad it is bad bad you know and i'm yeah. just like well you have all that and you just did it now yourself and you think now you're the chef just because you cook once in a while you know mm -hmm. now you're feeding other people and they will not tell you it doesn't taste good because they don't have to buy it. You know, they don't yeah. care. They're just like, oh, yeah, I like you as a person and I support you. Thumbs up. And I'm like, oof, oof, oof. Yeah, yeah, 100%. I've, I've had so much of that, too, where, like, um, I've done the idea. I've done the big idea, and then they, they run with that big idea. Yeah. Um, they don't let me finish it to execution. So, so, like, in branding, for example, I've had that where... Um, I've, I've done a whole branding presentation. I've done all of the heavy lifting in terms of the concept because that is really the heavy lifting in a branding is what is the, the concept? What is the thing that differentiates this? And once you figure that out, the rest is kind of easy. It's just really visual design then. And, you know, uh, I've had so many times where I've done the hard part and they're like, okay, cool, I'll take it from there. And just like, they just ram it right off the road down, uh, down the mountainside. I wish I just had a clip right now to just showing just a truck just flipping down the mountainside. That's what happens then. And, you know... Uh, so, so it's like, it's, it is, it's this difficult thing where, um, you have to impart cause you want this too. And I, I do want to highlight that you do want your clients to, to what? fall in love with this a little bit too. Right. Because it's cause what we want, right. We don't want them to sit there with like this in the meeting, like, Hmm. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. what it's a video i don't who cares yeah. you don't want that you so if you get them in love you actually have done something good there there so i want to, i do want to say that that you you've probably done something really good to make him fall in love with the process so so yeah. so so there is something good in that but now there's something that you you're doing maybe too much of or not enough so with that being said since i've been in that situation and had that situation nearly occurring a second time with a different client he's like well i love that i'm i'm, I'm that myself you know mm -hmm. and i basically chat gpt free to like a nice email and i'm just like well 
tell him nicely no <laughs> you know and i sent that out you know i didn't even bother because like the email was aggravating me and i didn't want to you know type for an hour then delete it and then type again and i'm like no this is not even worth my time i'm just like chatty you got this and he got the automated response with a decline and i'm like what should i have offered him should i have like offered like coaching maybe you know and i was like i could monetize on the coaching aspect you know being like hey i i see that you're passionate about it and hey you have to be aware of like if you do it you will not see where you're fucking up and i can point it out to you you know and you maybe disagree or agree i don't know but you have to be willing to take my advice if I do that, you know? You know, I think you're I think you're on to something really here. This is me spitballing kind of live on camera. So you guys get ready for some good stuff right about now. But um, you know, I, I, I think, you know, this is where the how to videos come in, right? Like maybe this is when you create mm-hmm. the YouTube how to and it could go bound back to the rudimentary how do you edit? What's the basics of editing and doing those? Because then let's say the client's like, Yeah, Fizz, I'm in love with this. I'm doing my own stuff. You'd be like, That's so awesome, man. I'm so happy for you. So you know what? If you want to continue on your journey you know you should really follow my youtube channel i give so many tutorials so if you do want to keep going you should and then also yeah i do uh, i do consulting you know i'll consult creatives for an uh, for 150 only 150 dollars a month for and what you get is you get a one-on-one you know 30 minute session every week or whatever and i'll help you get better then because it seems like that should be our relationship now and then in that way you're still making a lot of money for n- almost no work then you're like yeah. for like a 30 minute hour meeting a week now you're getting paid just to help him and 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 and, you know and you can be like what you'll get is you'll get you know you'll get a a critique of your video and you'll get some feedback on it and i'll kind of push you to things and maybe so 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 maybe there's something to that and maybe and you know as i say say that to you maybe there's something for me too of that where like can i do that with a web design client right where right now i finish a website and i give them a reference guide but right now it's funny because i'm kind of protective too i i give them the keys to the whole house and and some web designers don't they they shut down parts of the website so that the client can edit it i don't do that i give them everything Thing, including the design tool but what i do is i don't go full in depth i kind of tell them i'm not going to teach you how to be a web designer and they kind of laugh i'm like i'm not going <laughs> to teach you how to be a web designer right now um yeah. but but maybe there's something to that though of like you know but i do have this whole course on youtube that you can follow so follow that channel and then also i do like um a coaching i love that you were the not consulting but coaching i really do like that word yeah. um so yeah. i kind of want to go a little bit into that because like um first off nowadays everybody has the same tools you know chat gpt free is for everybody mm-hmm. um editing is for everybody videos for everybody everybody has a smartphone everybody can buy the cheap 20 dollar tool that does your website does whatever you know mm-hmm. and obviously they're frowned upon on in some ways you know there's the the old people the old school people who are like no nah, never done that never will do that yada 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 you know yeah, where it's like yeah. they don't want to adapt to the new thing because it's easier but mm-hmm. it doesn't give you all the features and things that you you maybe need or should need or you know like there's a there's a value there with the, the old school approach because there are certain things that are like standard mm-hmm. and obviously there's new tools who don't do that and they get away with it it's like Squarespace for example or Wix or right, you right. know like you get those cheap um, what are editors what is it called I forgot the name uh, what you see is what you get Kinder, but it's like, um, we, we, I forgot the name. There's a new editing software on the phone. Everybody's using it. Oh, CapCut. Oh, you, you know, yeah, it's like yeah, a yeah. cheap CapCut editor. It doesn't mm-hmm. have all the features, but it does nearly anything, you know? So right. it's like, it misses key things, but it has other nice things. You yeah, know? it's so like it's the, a, the portrait mode on your iPhone, for example. Like, oh, yeah, yeah we can blur the background. We can do yeah. things like that. Yeah, yeah. and it's not perfect, but it kind of works, you know? And some people mm-hmm. don't care, and it's just like... 
those people need coaching, you know, and there's more and more and more and more out there. And I think like maybe we all should transition into like, hey, if you would do X, Y, and Z, you, you could learn it yourself. And then you realize, oh, the actual bill is bigger, you know, they right. have to edit, they have to cut, upload, they have to do the whole nine yards. Right now they have to spend the time learning. And I'm like, oh, yeah, if you want to do that, just for free. <laughs> I charge you for learning and I'll make it quicker than it took me to get there, you know. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. Well, no, I, li I like that because you know, you know what I always struggle with is that I don't think people appreciate the crafts, and I'm always talking yeah. about that. You know, every time I get triggered, it's it's always about like I just don't think they appreciate it. So, so maybe instead of taking them suffer, <laughs> instead of taking the passive approach of of just being unhappy about that and just being grumpy about it and being grumpy about maybe maybe the the active approach then is to lean into it and be like, well, then it's my responsibility to give them the same passion that I have, and yeah. to do that, you need to be the gateway to creativity, and maybe that's that's the big thing is like. The, the model before was you're the gatekeeper of creativity. And now maybe the new model is be the bridge to creativity. Help people that are not creative reach the creativity yeah. and feel, feel, feel like they can get to that level, at least sort of. Because I feel like, you know, I think it's, a, it's, it's wrong to think that when you give people access, you lose value. It, it shouldn't be that way. I don't think that's necessarily the case. Um, so, so in the cases like with your clients where, where you feel like maybe your value is, is a little bit lost, I think that's just because maybe you're focusing on the same things and you've already taught them those same things. And so therefore they kind of, they think they've, they've heard it, you know, you said the yeah. same thing 10 different times. So it's like, maybe you're just, maybe it's more like you just have to expand to different things and maybe be like bringing it in more and more. I feel like that's when I get clients that start to back away from doing it themselves is when I'm like, okay, yeah, well, we're doing this due to this and this and this and this and this principle and that thing and this is something else to think about and once it starts once they start to see that like this is a lot there's a lot here happening like sean's yeah. maybe not saying everything that's happening he's i i see this but there's like 20 different things happening in his brain to get to this once they start to see that then they're like okay this seems like this took a decade to get good at this like i don't yeah. i don't want to i don't think i actually want to do this i thought i did but then now i don't yeah i think like there's a lot of uh, things you can judge because there's like um you know there's the 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 intelligence of like what can i do instead you know could yeah. i dm somebody get more clients or could i you know reach out could i run an ad you know what do i focus on you know i could also sit at home doing nothing and have my team do everything you know mm -hmm. if you're smart about it but if you're now going in there running your own ads and like filming everything doing everything yourself you know yeah it's like that makes sense for a startup person but it does not make sense for a completely established business you know they're just yeah. basically shooting themselves in the leg and now they're doing nothing really it's like they're making it worse and they're not getting results well you know here's another spitball here's the second thing you guys definitely need to listen to um is maybe the future of teams is having a creative arm of every single team in existence even if you're a plumbing company you should maybe have a creative arm of that company and there's lots of small businesses that can't afford that right so what you have then is you have the front desk lady does our social media are like oh well one of the one of the physical therapists he made a logo and you know so it's our, our like you know this lawyer you know he, he's the guy that does all of our website edits you know one of the guys that you know because they can't afford it right yeah. so so there's a whole opening there of like can you be that missing piece where you're not just the 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 contractor, but that you somehow get embedded in the team and help the team's creativity? Because I I find that sometimes that's the best thing is when we get the whole team and I when I tell the client get your team together, let's all sit down and then I'm kind of leading a discussion and they're telling because like they know the industry better than you. We all know that that we get into an industry that and is like that is key right there because like you're right with that because like I was like with the one client and I'm like okay. 
he got something. He's like, he does not care about X, Y, and Z, but he really cares about this thing where I'm like, it really doesn't really matter, you know? Mm-hmm. The, you know, the, the showing and highlighting the right thing matters, but if it really matters for him, he maybe is on to something, you know? Mm-hmm. So you got to be open and honest, and maybe the lawyer, maybe the thing does know what is really important because, yeah. like, when, when the doctor says the context matters, you know, and you don't provide the context, but you hook them with a super viral, oh, there's a good hook, you know, and they're like, yeah, but you need to disclose X, Y, and Z, you know? Yeah, yeah. In, in any good process, any good creative process, you should be asking lots of questions to your clients. You know, I think I think we've talked about this time and time again, so I won't get into too, de- too much detail about this, but yeah, you, you really need to be going in just assuming you don't know everything too. I think us as creatives, we I, I say this almost every episode that we go into things just like assuming stuff. And and I think that's the worst thing. Like your client knows stuff. Your client, like so, so some of the questions I ask the client right off the bat is like, what are your competitors doing? I know you've been looking at someone else's website. Give me that website. I want to see what they're doing. Yeah. Also, what is the cutting edge thing in your field? What is everybody talking about? And then, you know, just hearing some of their verbiage and things and just what their ideas of the processes are. I think that's that's where it, that's when it goes best is when, and when you're asking them so much questions that they're busy in their lane because that's half of it too is i think they start to veer in your lane when you're not keeping them busy in their lane when it's when you're only talking about your own thing you're only talking about the video you're never talking about what they do you're only talking about what you do then you can't really be surprised when they're in your lane fully because you're never in their lane you're never talking about what they do you're never asking them their questions about their audience so that is actually a good conversation right now because like obviously asking a lot of questions is a good thing but also you have to look professional you have to look like you're you know it you know it's like there's a balance of like you know you've done it a couple times you know and that's like when you you have a client for the first time obviously you should ask a lot but then you have also like a client you know who expects like oh no you should know all that and i, I shouldn't worry about that you know mm-hmm. so there's like a balance and you kind of have to read the room in a weird way you know obviously it really matters mm-hmm. and then it shouldn't matter at all if you have the experience you know what asking uh, what questions you ask you know yeah but you know uh, i'll bring it back you know un- unless it's a stupid question that you should already know the answer to um people love talking about themselves we know that about conversations you know that's like one of the top dating advices is just ask the person about themselves you know and nod your head like this like you're paying attention you know that's that's like (laughs) that's that's how sean does it Yeah, and that's the third piece of advice. That wraps us up today. No, I'm <laughs> um, but you know, so like, but that's that's where it comes from. Is that like, I, that's what I found with it. Because the more that we talk about web design, the more we talk about the stuff in my lane. Of course, they're trying to put on my hat. You know, where like it really needs to be more like. So, what's the problem you're trying to solve? And they're like this, and I'm like, so let me. And then I I say the problem back to them. So I'm hearing this. Is this correct? And then they're like, no, no, no. It's actually this and this and this. And they're like, oh, okay. And then what you do is you go over to your creative tool chest. You open it up. You're like, let me look here i think i have something for that all right so this thing and then you point at it and you're like this is this amazing thing that i've found or i've developed and then they're like okay cool so i gave you the problem you just showed me the tool boom and i didn't have to wear your hat and i think that's that helps that helps yeah. that whole takeaway from thing so like in the case of like a video it's it's more of this like you're asking them about the audience you're asking about what is their competitor doing and then what can we learn yeah. from that you know and also what's interesting and I, I i guess we could talk about this too is when a client actually knows a tool that you don't know about that's a very interesting thing too Ooh. especially when it's a good tool i don't know if you've ever had that where, I, where I a client actually has a better tool than what you use and there's this weird time where you're, this weird moment where you're like <laughs> oh let me let me get back to you on that. I actually didn't know at all about that. So. Yeah, and that that need, it shows also like you know openness to learn, and that is also very powerful because like 
the the value that you provide is like sometimes not the website or the video or whatever you do you know mm -hmm. it's sometimes it's like just taking the work from them you know and it's like you have free time now you know mm -hmm. and, and you will get results for that free time it maybe be just like 50 80 percent of if you would do it but mm -hmm. that gives you a hundred percent of your time you know right and that is like yeah it costs money and effort and you know effectiveness you know and some people get better the longer they do it you know like let's say you hire an editor he does not do the job like you would mm -hmm. do it and he is maybe at the 50 and that is a low number you know like making it 50 percent as good as you you know and that is mm -hmm. a really low number you know but now you have a hundred percent of your time the only thing that needs to happen is the video needs to be posted and yeah. he maybe gets to the 60 then he gets to the 70 and maybe he levels out at like maybe 120 percent of you or it's only 80 who knows but mm -hmm. it's like you know you can guide him to a level and he can become whatever you want him to be but some people don't improve and they're already at a higher level and they degrade because they're doing something easy or people getting mm -hmm. up there but that's yeah well yeah well yeah yeah I th yeah and i think what what you're saying is um that yeah it's 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 just about yeah figuring out how to spread around that work right that's why they're hiring you as they they need to spread around the work right um just like i i hire an accountant could i do the taxes could i could i could i kill myself with it probably but like yeah. it's just not worth it. it could i could i build could i build a roof for myself i guess it would take forever and it would be and i'd maybe break my back a couple times falling off but yeah <laughs> could i sure but it's like, why do we pay professionals to do things? Because we don't want to do them. That's why yeah. they're paying you. Um, and not only because they don't want to do them, but they want something really good. Um, and, you know, what's funny is, is the people that have been in business for 10, 20, 30, you know, people that have been in business, let's say 20 to 30 to 40 years, they get it. They're, yeah. they're, they're done trying to prove themselves. It's really funny. Like, even as I get older, I'm kind of getting done trying to prove myself. There's not this, there's not this weird ego of like, like I got to be the best and I got to show everyone that I'm the yeah. best. Like, no, everyone's kind of done. They're like, no, I kind of just want to get as much money for as little hours of work as possible. It just gets more and more of that the older you get. Yeah. So it's like, that's why I love older clients because they just get that. They don't, they don't want to work. They're, they're like, you do it. You make the logo. I don't, yeah. I don't need to make the dang logo. It's going to be a lot of work. Yeah. It's paying for convenience. And that is like kind of, what businesses you know i don't want to pick the apples well like somebody got to do it though you know mm -hmm. and it's like you're paying for the convenience and you got to cut a deal that is worth it to you and it goes on kind of back to the self-value like how much mm -hmm. do you value yourself and other people are like no i'm fine with whatever you know and they're just mm -hmm. like they cannot imagine uh, a bigger vision a bigger budget a bigger you know mm -hmm. and obviously that entails more value that you have to provide to yeah. justify that because like it's one thing to say like oh now i'm tripling my prices and then still delivering something like that it's like ah. Eh. You know, yeah, 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 hundred percent. So, yeah, so it's like, yeah, it's 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 value versus price, and I think it's like, you know, what is the value, and 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 being very honest with yourself when you're not giving that value too. I think, um, you know, there's been some clients recently that I've 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 given everyone value. I'm really big about giving everyone the value that they pay for. I'm I'm big about that. But um, but there's been people recently that I'm like, you know, what are touch points in this that we lost value? And I think that's that's the biggest thing too. I tried I try to view because a lot of creatives. What do you mean now, with like losing the value? So at the very beginning, that kickoff meeting, you know, you're just throwing them good ideas and you're you're using verbiage and they're getting this sense of confidence from you and and you're just giving tons of value. So most of the most of the value is given in the beginning of the process. But what near the end of the process? Let's say it's been months. Let's say it got after the deadline. Let's say you're super stressed. You're you're way over budget. All these things. 
that's when people stop injecting value. That's when they get that's when they get mad. That's where like he's lucky he's even getting an email from me. That ba and it's like the value just disintegrates. And so that's one thing I'm trying to be very cognizant of now is like where where are we losing value in the middle of the process? Because that's where it's getting lost. It's not the beginning. The beginning I'm doing a great job, but somewhere in the middle of the process there is a little bit of a decline of value here. And yep. then how do you keep that value up? Yeah. On that note, this was like so far a really, really good podcast. And you shall all subscribe and like this thing and maybe comment down below because like I think like if you want to hear about different industries and how you can relate. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. If there's if there's ever an industry that we're not talking about on here, um, I just want to say that yeah, please bring it up. You know, um we're also always looking for guests. We've had a few people reach out and um yeah, reach out if you think that you can definitely add something to the conversation. We're we're definitely looking for guests. We're expanding, we're getting sponsors, things are kind of popping up slowly but surely. So um get on this show so you can be one of our first guests. Yeah. So I would say have a good one. Bye, everybody. Woo!